to Simple Discipleship Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Where no topic is off limits. Hey, welcome to Simple Discipleship Unfiltered. I'm Diana. I'm Kendall. And I'm Ashton. And we're joined by... Miss River May. Say River. (laughs) (laughs) When you want her to talk, she go talk. (laughs) Little River has joined us today as we're continuing part two of um, just uh, getting into that closer relationship with the Lord. You know, if you missed our part one, um, go back and listen to that first. And uh, and um, in that first part two, there's a giveaway going on. So if if you have not responded to that, do do so. Um, But we were talking about what does it look like when... um, you say that you want a closer relationship to the Lord. You don't, you're not just happy anymore with just the salvation side of it. Not that that's not important, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing is that when we repent, we ask Jesus to be, become our Savior. But then we, we are at a point where we're stepping over to say, but I want you to be Lord of my life. I want to give you control of my life, and I want you to, to do this in my life. But let me become more like you. And and he does that. And so the scripture that we were talking about um, before we started, Matthew 7, is it 21? 21 through 23. Yeah. So what is that? Uh, read that for us, Ashton. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly disregarding my commands. Wow. So they did all of these things that we think we're supposed to do as Christians and, and Kendall, you were talking about what's the true definition of what a Christian is. Christ follower. Christ follower. You know what, what it says in the Greek when you say Christian, it actually says little Christ. Mm -hmm. So only are we supposed to, to be like Jesus and to emulate all that he did, but then we're little Christ. We're seated at the right hand of the father next to him. Right. And we don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go so. I'm speaking for me. I so don't deserve that. But because of what He did for us, mm-hmm. because of the sacrifice He Daddy. made for us, because of that blood for us, He makes it Daddy. possible for that. And when we say that Daddy. I want to operate like Him, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. That's she's, she's saying something. Ashton. Yes, <laughs> Ashton. Yes. Go get her. Go Not get me. Her. Go get her. No, she uh-huh. said I want to okay. yell. <laughs> you just want to yell at me. Fine. <laughs> but we're unfiltered, right? We're unfiltered because we have kids and we have grandkids and we have life. And so we want to share it with our everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when we say we want to be like you, Jesus, I want to be like you. But what does that, what does that take? What does that mean that I've got to do in order to operate as he would? What's that mean, Kendall? Sorry, my brain was on 
her for a second. Okay, ask one more time. What does it mean? What's it what's it gonna look like when when we get to the point where we say, Lord, I don't wanna be that verse. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna be that person who stands before you and say, But I did this for you and I did this for you and he de- he says, But depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because I never knew you. Mm-hmm. You did stuff in my name. Right. And there's power in the name of Jesus. So if anybody speaks the name of Jesus, there's power in it and they can do those things. Well, I was even thinking about that because we, we brought the this verse up in the last couple of podcasts, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about it later after we had finished podcasts and I was just at home and I'm my worst critic. Right. So I yeah. go back and think about everything I said. <laughs> um, but even in that, I, I, I wonder, like the context of the scripture and so we prophesied in your name but was in his name like was there actually because we, we talked about this earlier too before mm-hmm. we started recording was there actually power in that was it was it a false prophecy was oh. it was it a true prophetic word that that encouraged somebody to to go and do what the lord's called them to do and and, you know, possibly to be warned of what's to come, you know, just different things, um, driven out demons in your name. Did, did demons truly get driven out? You know, I just, I thought back to it and I wondered like, did, when they say we did this in your name, was it just, we tagged on the name of Jesus or did they actually see power from it? Because if he says later, I never knew you, then there couldn't have been like, yes, we know that the name of Jesus is, is, is the power, right? And we know that things can happen. But I, I just wonder, like, if it was just like a, here, let me throw in his name, because then I would look or sound right. Well, you here's know? the thing. There's a lot of people appointed to positions that are not anointed mm-hmm. for that. Right. If, you, if you're trying to operate as a prophet, yet you're not anointed to be one, if you're laying hands on people to heal the sick and to deliver people from things and you don't have that gift that God has placed within you and you're anointed to do that, mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen. Right. And so to answer your question, you know, that was kind of just a side note from what I thought before. But to answer your question of, of how does he then go on to say, like, I never knew you. And it's I, I even think to, to the side of like, you know, were they just doing it for for? attention were they just doing it to to boost themselves up to draw mm. crowds to themselves to to make it seem as though they knew this higher power Say that that. That, that can do these things yeah. and so if i if i put the name of jesus on it then it looks as though i'm the real deal and so but for him to come back and say, I never even knew you, oh my like I, I, it sickens me to think that even even in my heart, knowing that I want to do everything that he says to do, nothing more, nothing less. Like our um, our pastor, Pastor Toby, before t- had, had said that to me growing up when he when I was first stepping into my calling. That's and I told you all that's the biggest thing he's ever said over my life that just stuck with me is speak the word of God, don't add anything to it, don't take away from it. And so when he said that, that's what I think here is, is were they really giving what the Lord said? Were they really doing what the Lord told them to do? Or were they doing it for their own gain? And in the long run, they never had a relationship. They just knew the religious side of it, that this is what he tells us what to do. You just said the word. You just yeah. said there's the difference. It's the religious versus the relationship. Yes, yeah. that's it. And so in in. I don't want to be. I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't want to do the miracle signs and wonders and and Auntie. cast out demons and do all these things. If at the end of it, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. 
So how do I how do I make sure, Ashton, that I know him? What is, how do I pursue that? Um, I want to say it was Bill Johnson that said, you can't say that you love Jesus and you know Jesus if you don't spend time with him. And being with him, one of the ways, one of the most important ways is in the word because Jesus is the word. Yeah. So to me, yes, there's the wooing of the spirit and you get to feel good and you get to have the goosebumps. But I, the two ways for me is in my like I talk to him like I talk to you, you know, mm-hmm. like I I have conversations with him and I try to not ever speak quick enough to where I don't hear him answer me, you know, but also just digging into the word. And sometimes it's not very long. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes my eyes glaze over. But <laughs> I think maybe it was Diana that said it. She's like, but I got to fall asleep with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I got to wake up with Jesus. I, I may have taken a nap, but it's because I was at so much peace mm. that I just fell asleep. I fell asleep talking to him. So mm-hmm. it comes from that personal place. And in that, I want to say we've talked maybe on this a little mm-hmm. bit before, like, I know the sound of his voice. And so, therefore, if I'm ever in the position where we cast out demons or whatever, I want to do it because, hey, I had that relationship with him first. So I knew he was telling me to do this. I knew he was saying, this is what you do. But there's even there's even times that like and we've heard Dr. Brown, you know, our our apostles um, say it, too. And and we've even like seen it and witnessed it in our own time of of prayer and ministry with people is there's time the Lord says, no, don't put your hands on them. Mm -hmm. There's times the Lord says, if this is not your time to deliver this, I did not ask you. I did not tell you to get up. I did not tell you to go. I did not tell you to release anything into this room. I did not. And so even that, even though it's out of good intention of let's get everybody healed and set free and delivered and all these things, because we know that that's what we're called to do, but there's still his prompting to do it or his Mm -hmm. prompting to stop. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big deal too, is, is we think he's always on this mission of now, 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 now. And sometimes he's saying, "Uh -uh." Mm uh-uh, because too, kind of to dabble in the, to, into the deliverance side, you don't know what you could open up in that person's life yeah. that would begin to wreak havoc. You don't know when you speak that prophetic word, if it's too soon and it's not their season to hear that, you can open up doorways into their life that the enemy can come and bombard them in ways that had it been in the right time when the Lord actually said that it could have guarded them from some of the, the hell they, they could walk through from that. And so it's so important that even in the good things that he calls us to do, that we're listening for when we're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of, is it good or is it bad? Well, it's good. We know that. Yeah. We know the intention is to heal and to set free and be delivered. But but there's still a time and a place. You know, all things have, have a season. All things have a time. And so even in those little things, we've got to hear his voice clearly. Yeah, yeah but we've seen that. You know, we, we had an instance one time where... Um, a young girl came up and she she clearly needed deliverance right I mean you could see what it was and and so we were like oh you know this girl needs a deliverance we were new in deliverance ministry and so we're like ready to cast out something you know and the Lord says don't touch her Mm -hmm. you pray for her but he showed us in the spirit her Whatever that was, mm-hmm. we know what it was, but it attached to her mother mm-hmm. that was standing beside of her. And so if you go cast something out of her, she leaves, she gets it, you know, seven times greater. So um, so listening to his voice and, and listening to what he's saying, because if we had done that, 
Do we have power and authority to cast out demons? Yeah, we can do that. But if you don't do it in God's timing, then you, like you say, you open up the door to that something and sometimes greater than that coming back upon them. And so there's just this learning curve of that. And I think that that's part of it. When we're trying to listen to God's voice, we're trying to listen to Holy Spirit and learn what he's saying. Then we find ourselves sometimes getting so busy that we don't stop and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. What What do you have to say today? What is it that you got going on today? You know, let, let me lean and glean into you. Let me just feel you, you know, feel your presence. We've talked about how it feels to not feel God's presence. Mm-hmm. Never want to go back to that again, you know. And so for us today, I think that what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us is, I want to know you. Right. I want to know you in an intimate, personal way. And let's talk about that when we come back. Hey, y'all. If you've been blessed by SDU and you feel led to give to this ministry, here are some ways you can do that. You can text GIVE to 833-576-1168. You can also go to our website at m3mi.org to the tab Sow a Seed. You can also send a check or money order by mail to P.O. Box 1318 Forney, Texas 75126. And all gifts are tax deductible. Thank you for your seed. Hey, and thank you for your seed. Yeah, y'all know we're paying rent over here. So (laughs) we thank you for the seed. Let's pray over it. Father, we thank you for everyone that gives today unto this ministry. We thank you that this is good ground. God, would you multiply it according to their need in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So how do we tell, you know, because this is discipleship. How do we instruct, if you will, someone who maybe has been in the faith, but they maybe were were brought in under the pretense of motivational speakers. And they've never been taught discipleship, one. But two, they're like, well, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? What does that mean to you, Kendall? That's so good. Um, I mean, just all the things we've been talking about, um, and even the the, the kind of referencing back to just what we were just talking about in deliverance and different things of hearing his voice, but it even goes into our, our daily lives, like listening to when he says to leave this job or to do this or to do that or, or to raise your kid up this way, like just the different things and and how we could we could either follow his voice and, and, and have that relationship with him to know where he's taking us, when he's taking us, or if we end up veering off a path that he never intended us to go down. Um, but just that relationship with him simply, you know, I, I think the initial of coming to the salvation, right? We all feel that wooing in our heart. We feel that, that draw, that pull that Holy Spirit does to each and every one of us. Um, but right off the bat, can we be honest to say like, we don't know his voice. You know, I, I think we as the church do a disservice um, to the body of Christ and new believers specifically to to do a call of salvation. And they say this prayer and we cheer them on and say, yeah, you're saved. But then we let them walk out the door and never know the voice of the Lord. And they they some fall away, you know, and some 
are like, well, this is a joke because now my life's just, it's, it's gotten worse since I've called on the name of the Lord, you know, to become my Lord and Savior. And so there, like you said, there's that lack of discipleship there to know what even a relationship with him is. And so, um, you know, I think just at the time of salvation, when we're leading people to Jesus, maybe instead of worrying about how many people in a huge group that we're bringing in Mm. to be more intentional to say, like, to, to, to bring them up, not just to repeat me prayer, but to bring them up and talk them kind of through it. And, and maybe like what your first encounters with him could be or, or things that you could practically do at home, reopen up your word, read it, get into a time of worship and just ask Holy spirit to fill the room that you're in, you know, different things that we can teach people how to, um, like we're, we're talking about now, you know, just different different moments of our daily life not just a church service but when i'm at home you know i wake up and i give my day to the lord and and before my day gets crazy i try to have my quiet time with him sometimes that's not always the case you know it's got to be another point in the day but making sure i'm intentional to set myself aside set my life aside and say lord what does it look like for you today Mm-hmm. for me but yeah. what what are you saying what are you doing what what's the next step um i think is is just is is the biggest thing is again just he always yielded to his voice and his direction in our lives mm-hmm. i don't know if that really even answered the question i think so i, I think just so. went down a tangent well i just i think it is important to know his voice because to me the way that i've been able to get deeper is through this I hope this sounds right, but through the conviction, through the correction, because the Lord would say, hey, you know, I I don't love that. He obviously didn't say it like this, but the way that I interpret it is, hey, I don't love that you did that or said that. And and so to me, that brings me one step closer to him. That brings me that shows, Lord, I'm listening to you mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to be obedient. What's the mean, purpose of conviction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I don't backslide? Does that mean every now and then, you know, like. I used to cuss like a sailor. Does that mean that there hasn't been a time or two where it slipped out? And I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so sorry that that came out. I'm I'm so sorry that I said this or, you know, but to me, it, I guess it kind of confirmed our relationship in a way of, Lord, I, I am looking to please you. I am looking to go deeper with you and go further with you. And in that, that gives me the strength. That gives me the power when I'm praying or speaking to him or spending time with him, you know, to, I don't feel as weak as I used to when I was brand new in the faith, you know, because I know his voice and I know the power that's behind it because I had people who taught me who Mm -hmm. these two specifically like don't care how many questions I ask or what (laughs) I say, they take the time out of their day to explain it to me because it isn't really taught in the church. Yeah. And, and that's the really that's the whole purpose of this program. Yeah. Is when we said we're going to sit out, we're going to do podcasts and it's just to to simply discipleship, disciple people into the word, the things of the yeah. Lord and to have that relationship with him and to be unfiltered about it where we can talk about anything that we want to talk about and we do we go off we go off on to anything that we want to do and and you know the fact that we we have babies and grandbabies and we have noise and we have miss rachel in the background and we have whatever that goes on that's our daily life that's what we deal with you know but they're a part of it and so when when we're growing up as kids we want a relationship with our parents. We want a relationship 
and sometimes we found that when we were having a conversation earlier is that sometimes in my personal walk, my mother was not a nurturing person um, until I was much older. But when I was little, she wasn't, and I desired that. And I didn't know I desired it until she became that way, and I realized that that was something that had been missing in my life. And so when we come to the relationship with Jesus, we understand that there's that spot inside of us, Mm -hmm. that God spot Mm -hmm. that only he can feel. And that all of our life, we have been trying to fill it with everything else. We've tried to do, you know, well, I'm just going to say personally, you know, I've done, you know, drinking and and I never did do the drug thing, but everything else on top of it, you know, to try to fulfill that spot. And only he can do that. And so what we see is, and there's, and I know that, and I really feel like right now that the Lord's saying in time, people are going to hear this. And they're going to be in a position where they're trying to fill that spot that's reserved for him with all mm-hmm. these other things, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's sex, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whatever, or, you know, whatever that it is, pornography, whatever there is to try to fulfill that need inside of them. And they're still feeling empty. Mm-hmm. And so today I want to pray for those people. Yeah. <clears throat> and I want to just say, Lord, If there's anyone that's ever listening to this program, whether it be today, tomorrow, a year from now, or many years from now, God, we just pray that this goes out over the airway. No matter the distractions, God, you're in the present. And so, Father, we ask that you move upon their heart and convict their heart in your loving way that you do, that they hunger and desire Mm -hmm. you. And so, Father, if they have not received you as their Savior, Father, I ask that you would convict their heart, woo them, Holy Spirit, to you and to the foot of the cross. If you're listening to this today and you have not received Jesus, repent. Mm -hmm. Repent of the sins that you have in your life. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he says if we repent and we receive him as our Savior, ask him to become Lord of our life, and then we yield over to him to become like him, then we're saved. He comes in there. He comes in there. And he wants to. And so it's that simple. And you say, is it that simple? It's that simple. It's that simple to repent and say, Lord, I just want to make you Lord of my life. I want you to come in. And I just ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent of all those things I've done contrary to you. And and show me, you know. And and let him disciple disciple you. Right. You know, when you desire him, he desires you more. You know, mm-hmm. and and I know that you had a scripture, uh, Ashton, that the Lord had laid upon your heart. Yeah, I just I feel the prompting to end yes. this with scripture because I do think that it's important that sometimes we need to be, at least for me in the beginning, you know, to start somewhere in the Bible. And so just for a, an uplifting part in your relationship with the Lord, I'm going to start in Ephesians one seventeen. And Paul says, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened 
flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength amen sounds i think that's a great prayer yeah so we're talking about so i mean i hope y'all enjoyed this i think that there's even more to go into mm-hmm. um and i know that we'll continue it but but we're going to end today with uh, what we always say so go show some love show some compassion give mercy and, and go, go be, be jesus, jesus today, today. Hey, SDU family. Thank you for joining us today. We do value your feedback. So if you have any questions or suggestions of topics, please feel free to reach out to our email at info at m3mi.org or reach out to us via text or call to our SDU hotline. The number is 214-600-7771.